Hello, and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Saylet. And we are a paranormal romance podcast. We read and review paranormal romance books and uh, share them with you and everyone else we can talk to about them, basically. Yeah, basically anybody who comes and listens and then, you know... We share shit. We and talk. And what in our life was like, hey, yes. you should read these books. They're fun. And uh, you should come join our conversation about weird stuff and sex and fun stuff. Yes. Fun. All right. Quickie. Ready? Yes. Okay. You're in a situation where you only have five minutes, but you want to do a quickie. Which way are you going to do a quickie? <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> What is the quickest position that you could do? <laughs> quickest position. Um, do I have like? Is it? A, is is there softness? Is there a place to be? <laughs> or do I have to do this standing up? <laughs> right. I'm thinking of that too. Like I'm thinking, we only like, have five minutes on this elevator. What do we do? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see that. Okay. Then yeah, I guess it's just me up against the wall. With my legs wrapped around him, probably, mm -hmm. you know, and trying my best to support my weight with, like, my hands. <laughs> it's never been my forte, but we'll give it yeah. a shot. But, yeah, otherwise, like, you know, I'm laying down is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big standing up sex person. Mm -hmm. but <laughs> mm -hmm. I hear you there. But, yeah. 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 I think that's the quickest. Is that or, or if I'm in a skirt, I could just bend over like bend forward yeah. yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say like if it's yeah. a five minute rush situation there's yeah. no way i'm getting off no so why don't you no just this get... is just for you so it's just for you so i will bend over do it and then there we'll move on or with our way and get to the movie theater like it's yeah. just <laughs> there's no way i can't give you a bj in five minutes that's not oh. happening there's no <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's yeah we're not big stand-up people either and i yeah no i'll just uh i'll stand up against the wall i'll stick my ass out and then mm -hmm. it's th there that's it have yeah. fun there we go that's take a the... rain check when we've got a bed <laughs> <laughs> yes that's probably the fastest yep <laughs> i concur and that sort of sets up a scene sure. it's kind of like kind it. of that's kind fine. of for the um, book that we read this week. Oh, yep. you can say something. Well, I want to just start off with some just content oh. warning for yes. this episode because it was in the book. And so we'll be talking about some things. And one of them is attempted suicide and suicidal plans. And then also some emotional and mental abuse. So just as a warning to people that one, it's in the book we just read. So if you're if you don't follow along, haven't already read the book. Just know that's in there. And then two, it's going to be in this podcast. So it might not be the episode to listen to if those are issues for you, if you have trouble listening yeah, to that topic. So just a heads up. Peoples, uh, I mean, we probably aren't going to go too deep in any of it, but just have to mention some of it because it's in the book. Yeah. And it's definitely part of the storyline that we get mm -hmm. to talk about in this. So yes, thank you for remembering to do that. It is important to have that there. Mm -hmm. So with that, we read A Shift in the Water by Patricia Eddy, narrated by Richard Sawyer and Sophie Daniels. This is book two of the, <laughs> of course, I don't know what series. Um, Elemental something. something. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, Elemental shifter. Oh, let's see. Mm -hmm. 
we read A Shift in Water Water a couple of uh, seasons ago. 89, episode 89. Episode 89, and that was with Kate and Mara. But in this book, we get introduced, well, not introduced, but told the story of Liam and Caitlin, who we met in Kate and Mara's book. Or I'm sorry, in <laughs> Cade. <laughs> See, I just said Kate again. I know. It's it's hard <laughs> not to. And just because yeah. I think we maybe mess it up a lot. I know I personally do. It is a shift in the air. Yeah. And a, a shift, shift in, in the, the water. Mm-hmm. And I always leave out the word the because to me, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's there. And then it is there. It's totally there. It's one of the, like, <laughs> when we think it's the Bernstein bears, mm-hmm. everybody thinks it's the Bernstein bears or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's not. Oh. It's the other way around. <laughs> though i swear to god when i was a kid it wasn't so yes. <laughs> and then you I look back at the original believer. printing yeah well, no, i'm a firm believer that that was an alternative timeline that we were on yeah oh probably <laughs> and we slipped through into this one where it was the <laughs> and we're like oh the burns and i'm like that's not what it was are you mm-hmm. fucking car- kidding me <laughs> yep swear i swear it was <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we'll just do our clips notes and get into this book. Yeah. So if anybody remembers from episode 89, if you guys listened to that with us and a, a shift in the water. So Cade is the alpha of a pack in Washington and Liam is his beta. Um, and at the very end of that book, in one of the fights between the witches or the elemental witches and the pack, Liam caught the scent of one of the um, elementals whose name was Bella and remembered her from his from 11 years ago. He met this woman in uh, Dublin. He's Irish and uh, her name was Caitlin. And they he just knew that she was his mate. I mean, he's a werewolf, so he's got a mate. And he was on his way to tell her he was going to tell her back then when she got really skittish one day and was like, no, I have to go. You don't understand. I'm bound to this other guy. I have this, you know, she she knew he was a shifter. He didn't know she knew that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then she, you know, told him that she was an elemental and she had uh, given up part of her powers to another elemental. And so now she was bound to follow and listen to him and he was calling for her. So she had to leave. So she left um, Liam 11 years ago in Dublin and that was the last he'd seen of her or heard of her. And here she is 11 years later under the name Bella fighting with these elementals in Washington. And he was just like, what the hell is all this? You know, he's super confused. And, but he's like, that's that's my Katie or well, uh-huh. Caitlin. He never called her Katie. That's, you know, that's Caitlin. And so that's where we ended last book. So now we start with this is now Caitlin and Liam's story. So she still knows herself as Bella, the witch uh, elemental, the elemental she had been following, whose name I've completely forgotten. Katarina. Katarina, that's right. Katarina is dead. They, you know, she was Bella, or she was um, Mara's sister Mara's from sister. book one, and she was the fire one who was not good. Kind of lost her mind, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so she's she decides she has to go back to Phoenix and or Arizona at least. I don't know if it was Phoenix, um, and she has to get rid, you know, just get rid of all this, and she can't decide what to do. She wants to see Liam again, though she got she also got the same feeling when she saw him when mm-hmm. they were fighting. And so she's like, why am I drawn to this redheaded werewolf? And <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with me? Yep. And so before she realizes, you know, not too long passes, she goes back to Washington and she's like, 
watching him at his construction site and stuff and and he like smells her on the air and is like oh shit she's back (laughs) and so that begins this book he's trying to explain to her that she's caitlin she's like i'm guess i kind of starting to remember that so Mm -hmm. once uh katarina died katarina had a spell on her on this crystal that kind of supposedly put her under her protection but i also we now thinking had a control element to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why bella had to do what katarina wanted the whole time and now she's starting to remember her her past so 11 years ago when she left liam she did go back to fergus and he was so adamant that he wanted to kill this guy she had met and wanted to know who he was and he was abusing her and punishing her and so she escaped and tried to end her life by jumping off of a cliff into the ocean Mm -hmm. um, to get away from him because he had been so awful so uh, i guess i could backtrack to when she was 17 she was in love with him fergus he's a earth mage earth elemental and he went off to study in Scotland and he came back and he's like, I've got this, you know, perfect spell. This will make us stronger. This will this will merge our magics together and we'll be partners forever, closer than anything. Yeah. And he convinces her to give him part of her air. And she does. She goes through with the process. He takes part of her air, but now he has control over her. So she's controlled by him for a couple of years. She's knowing what he wants. He's trying to get the other elements. He needs all four elements. And so she she basically helps him find and torture other elementals, trying to get mm-hmm. their magic, but it doesn't work for him like it did when, he, when she gave it to him. So she eventually escapes again. He's taking meds he's not well all this stuff but she escapes she thinks maybe he's gone and dead and then he comes back for her and that's when she tries to get away from him by by dying and instead katarina finds her and takes away her memories and puts her under a spell and turns her into bella for 11 years Mm -hmm. so this so basically what we're saying is caitlin's not had a great life for the last 15 years She's, she no. It's been a bit rough. A lot of people in her life have died. Fergus killed her mother. Like all kinds of stuff because he's a controlling asshole who um, yeah. sucks. Anyway, so she meets Liam again. He's like, this is it. This is my mate. And everyone in the pack is very wary of her. They don't want to have much to do with her because she was part of the attack on Mara. A group that had yeah kidnapped Mara Mm -hmm. and and hurt Cade and all of that bad stuff that happened in book one she was a part of it so they're like no you know they burnt down their original pack house all the stuff like Mm -hmm. trauma everyone has trauma everybody's in in a bad shape over this so she's like I I understand I'll leave I'll I'll go and make sure he can't hurt anyone again because now he's after her again because he he realizes she's alive now that she's not under Katarina's spell uh Fergus is like hey is it Fergus or Ferguson it's just Fergus it's Fergus yeah Yeah. okay Fergus 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 um (laughs) he realizes she's alive and he's like I want her back and so he's calling for her across the world, yeah. all the way from Ireland. And he's like, come back there- to me, Katie. Come back yeah. to me, Katie. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yes. Come back to me, Katie. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, Mara's not doing super great. She still has fire, even though she shouldn't have fire. So she's a little bit, you know, struggling. And 
Caitlin tries to help her with that and realizes that there's an even bigger problem. Mara represents the last two elements that Fergus needs. And all of this goes back to the 13. There's these 13 practitioners who are trying to get all four elements in one person because they think that will create the fifth element spirit and give Mm -hmm. somebody power over that. And they want that power. And so they've been using Fergus for the last 15 years to do this work for them. And he's not he's not well. He's on antipsychotic meds and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not helping him. And anyway, a lot of stuff happens. Some people in Ireland get kidnapped. He he makes an earthquake that kills like a dozen people. Yeah. So she realizes she has to go. Kate comes to a decision that she is part of the pack. She's Liam's mate. And therefore, they will protect her like family and they will help her. And also, like, everyone has to stop. Someone has to stop Fergus. Yeah. They can't just let this happen because it's it's bad news. And it, it'll be bad for everybody in the long run if nobody stops him. So they all go to Ireland and they hurt and they find and, like, people get kidnapped and people get hurt and everybody is traumatized <laughs> and a lot more fighting happens. And yeah. then he gets killed, which is great. Really, it is good for him <laughs> and for everybody else. Yes. And Liam and uh, Caitlin are mated and uh, surprise, Mara's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mara was sick throughout this book. And we're not sure if it's just this magic thing that's happening with her with the fire in the water or now it's just the baby. It's just the baby sucked life out of her. There's some talk that maybe the baby will help save her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's really still in in danger. It's hard to say. There's two more books, so... There's two more books. The 13 haven't even been seen yet. They're just being talked about as these evil practitioners who are trying to control the world. Yeah. Um, So we definitely have to deal with that. And a lot of the pack members are still very traumatized. Yeah, it's they are all going through a lot. And I think if there's anybody that I really, truly feel sorry for... I mean, I feel bad for Caitlin, but fucking Mara has been sick since the be- fucking beginning. <laughs> like, she was dying in her book. She was dying in her book. She'd been dying for a while. But that she was because she didn't know she was a practitioner or that she was yeah. an elemental. Yes. So. But to go back into this book and still be sick. I know. I was like, fuck, why is she still sick? <laughs> yeah. And Kate is not the same Kate I remember. That no. He was just, he almost seemed like a different character to me. Yeah. So we could talk about it now. Yeah, that's the book. I mean, I, a lot more happens. It's a very, sure. you know, fight scenes and figuring out magical things and mm-hmm. practitioners and elementals and werewolves and stuff and a guy yeah. that spouts off what probably is prophecy but we can't tell because he's a crazy old irish drunk man <laughs> you never know <laughs> those went so fast for me i Patty. didn't pick up on any of it yes i was, like, I, was well, I mean it was it had enough words in it that i was like that's important but i also was like but it really does sound like nonsense <laughs> It was not clear enough for me to pull apart. It wasn't clear the first time, and it was certainly not clear the second time they'd said it. And I probably thought they did it again, but I was just like, wait, I don't, I should, I wanted to actually write it down, but I wasn't going to. <laughs> oh, gosh, no, no. Because I wanted to dissect it and figure it out, because I'm like, oh, I can't. But yeah, Liam and Caitlin have a relationship. They have mm-hmm. this tie together. Liam is just like, this, this, you're my mate, but I know that we need to go slow with this. But she does start to come to. Eventually, she's like, I'm not Bella anymore. Because in the beginning, she's like, no, my name is Bella. Because that's all she remembered. 
But then she's like, okay, wait, I am Caitlin. Because then she starts to remember Fergus. Mm-hmm. And she starts to remember Liam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the first time mm-hmm. that they met. Mm-hmm. And she isn't only battling with trying to discover herself and remembering who she was. But as she starts to remember her herself, she also starts to remember her trauma. Yeah. Which obviously is not a good thing. But she's she's like so kind. Like she's just a really she really really and, is. And just yeah, and and then she's got like Ver- Fergus that's just been yeah. this bane of her existence for so long. But even right up to the end, she doesn't want to kill Fergus. She's mm-hmm. like he's a he's a victim too. He's a victim of this thirteen. And she wanted to try to help him. She has this, they have this book now that can, that talks about separating the elements because they need to get the fire out of Mara. Mm -hmm. So that's something they're working on. And then getting her air back from Fergus. And they, and she thinks that once they do that, then they can maybe save him and talk to him about going back on his meds and, and not being evil. And, (laughs) and everyone around her is like, I mean, if that's your wish, then we will try not to kill him, but he should probably die. Fucking promises. And we laugh, and it's not really funny, but... <laughs> no, it's a nervous laugh. It's a nervous laugh about it. This is a pretty dark book. Oh, it's super dark. This is These books, I don't... Re- I remember the first one being kind of dark, but this one, let's talk big T trauma. Like, these people yeah. are not okay. <laughs> like, None of them are okay. Not okay. And honestly, not the best time to be re- rushing into a relationship, because you're just realizing you've been completely <laughs> manipulated, controlled, and you and abused for 15 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like get yourself set to rights before you uh jump i felt but yeah obviously well, they're felt- faded mates so it'll be fine um yeah i get it like okay i understand obviously we don't agree with the faded mate portion of all this but liam should have i think been a little bit more sensitive towards that with her because he knows that she had gone through all this she couldn't remember all of herself and she's fighting with herself and with fergus and with liam and all the entire fucking group of wolves you know and he's like i don't want to do this unless you're ready to do this i don't want to and that includes any of the sex or any of that stuff because he's like once i choose you once we do this mating thing i'm yours and then if you just decide to leave me then i i won't have anything anymore it's you it's you or no one but I think I think telling her that initially while she's trying to overcome all this stuff was not good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. put that extra pressure on her mm-hmm. about trying to decide on whether or not she wants to be your mate when she's got all this other fucking shit that she has to, like, do mm-hmm. that doesn't... <laughs> it's not helping. I felt like Liam... <sighs> I don't know if I have any true thoughts about Liam. Like, I don't hate him, but at the same time, I'm not, like, connected to him. I really liked Kate in the first book. Yeah, in book one, we loved Kate. Yeah. Um, I think because they got to spend a lot more time together. Okay. Before, like, think about it. Like, he was stuck as a wolf, and she rescued his wolf, and she was dying, and he was there as a wolf until all of a sudden he could be, he could morph back into a yeah. human. And then they were together, just them, for a while before his pack came back. Because his pack had, I mean, he'd been trapped for a year. Yes. And so his pack had left because they thought he was dead. Mm -hmm. And then he called them and they came back. But we got that whole like first half of that book was the two of them getting to really like be together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the piece we missed in this because they got almost no page time of alone time. Like, I mean, it is like snippets here and there where they're like talking in between massive ordeals Mm -hmm. and like saving this person and saving that person. And like... 
I think the piece I loved about Liam was she kept saying that she belonged to Fergus because she had given him her power and so she belonged to him and he was always there to refute her and be like, you don't belong to anyone, even me. Mm -hmm. My wolf knows you're his mate, but that doesn't mean you're mine or, you know, you belong to me. And if you walk away, that's your choice. Like, you don't owe me and you don't owe him you are your person and that was something she needed to hear because she'd never she'd never embodied that before right and mm-hmm. there was that one scene where she went out shopping in Dublin by herself like she just needed to get away yeah because she was afraid she was gonna drag Liam into a situation where he got hurt which she did um but anyway she was <laughs> she was trying to like get her mind around it and as soon as she got you know got away of course Fergus calls to her and and she's fighting him as she's in uh, walking around Dublin and all of a sudden she realized that he has power over her like physically but he doesn't have power over her mentally anymore because Mm. she has a reason to fight for herself and to be herself and to stand up for herself and that's I mean all that strength is internal but it also Liam helped bring that out in her so I think that's the part of Liam that I really like and appreciate because she was able to throw him off completely mentally right then Mm -hmm. and be like yeah you don't control me you don't get to tell me you know like because before she was so wrecked over all of the things he had made her do yeah and all of the stuff she she, he had made her a party to which included the killings of people Mm -hmm. and the torturing of people and her own torture and you know abuse. abuse yeah and thinking that she deserved it and was guilty for it, that she would just listen to him when he told her he, you know, she belonged to him and she needed to come to him. But now she's like, I don't. I am my own person and I'm not guilty for the stuff that you made right. me do while you were in control and while I was weaker than you and I was a 17-year-old girl who you manipulated, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so before... You know, having having that constant refrain in her head that, no, you get to be your own person, Kat, you know, Caitlin, like that came from Liam, I think. So that's why yeah. I like Liam. And you're right. I think he did have that. Like, that was all him. He gave that to her. And especially, you know, after being in a relationship or a friendship, I don't even really know what they are between Caitlin and Fergus. Oh, well, I think they were love I think they were lovers. Were they? I just couldn't yeah, no, pick they up were. on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was like that was your, you know, first love, you know, teenage romance. Okay. To me it seemed almost kind of like it was more of a crush situation. I didn't it, to me it didn't seem like they were lovers, but I must have interpreted well, that. Well, I mean, she thought she loved him and he told yeah, her she did. he loved her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess when I say lovers, I mean that. I don't mean like, I don't mean that he was truthful about any of it. I, sure. I just feel like, well, I think before he went to Scotland, they were probably like, they had a teenage crush. They on had a really, they were, yeah, they were, they, had, they were dating and it was your first yeah. quote around the word love, but first love, yeah. you know, your first puppy love, like little teenager yes. stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. And then he came back from Scotland and kept telling her he loved her and that they could be together for, and very dramatic, romantic, like tie our powers together kind of thing that she didn't ask all the right questions and even when she did ask he didn't answer them and distracted her with other things and then took her power I mean she gave Mm -hmm. it to him because he said you know he loved her he was manipulating her yeah he's an older you know he had to at least be like 18 19 a little Mm -hmm. older and she's only 17 and impressionable and yeah so she did she did a dumb thing at 17 and this is 15 years of paying for that for sure 
and living with that trauma and under it, starting to remember those reasons why and then having to find out again that she loved someone else mm-hmm. when when she met Liam but then just like I don't know that it's it's just so difficult to have to have that pressure I think and you're right he did help her realize a lot of things like you don't belong to me even if I say you're my mate but I do feel like that pressure was still there so not I don't feel like she ever had any felt obligation that she owed anything to Liam but she loved him like she still felt that oh yeah starting to come back to her and everything like that but it was it was a really hard listen because you were experiencing her trauma mm-hmm. with her and she's fucked up. <laughs> like I felt, I just felt bad for Caitlin the entire time. And like we said, there was that, that trigger warning in the, in the beginning going throughout those, those thoughts of her, just like, it would just be easier not to be here to save all these people that I care about. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I don't condone it, but that thought makes sense in this yeah. situation. Like yeah, he was using her and killing people. And so if she mm-hmm. was gone, he wouldn't have that. Now that doesn't mean he's still not going to kill people. He still sure. was going to go kill people. <laughs> right. It wouldn't have been as easy. It wouldn't have been as easy. And the 13, even if they lost him, they would have found somebody else. Like, I mean, it's not yes. like, nothing else would ever go bad just if you remove her from the the situation right, right? yeah it's not true it would find its way yeah bad people still gonna bad people they're mm-hmm. still gonna do their things and especially power hungry mad practitioners of magic are power hungry <laughs> mad practitioners of magic they're gonna do it right yeah but from her perspective like the only way out you know she was like i have got to just i have to take my myself off the board so he can't keep using me this way right. and that, that's not you know, she was only 20 and all she had known since giving herself to him was torture and pain and abuse. So, yeah, she's, you know, I get that. Now, mm-hmm. the questions I have is how do you jump off a cliff in in Ireland and end up on a beach in Mexico? <laughs> Being an air elemental. <laughs> Being an air elemental. I need to know how that works. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the nuances on I that I think either. it's something. She said something vague about like a boat. <laughs> but even so like oh i totally missed that even if you got picked up by a boat why would they carry you all the way to mexico <laughs> i feel like that's not the closest uh port um maybe... anyway I ju- it just it's slight, <laughs> slight plot holes where it's just like huh how the hell but it does give us another like because then the adage that like Abusive people find oh, victims. Yes. They find people yes. who are easy for them to victimize mm-hmm. um, because she immediately falls prey to Katerina, who is on yes. the prowl for other people to victimize, who mm-hmm. she who she can control. Now she needs them to be powerful and elementals. And she, you know, sees Caitlin and Caitlin has all of this issues. She's like, I'm trying to escape this guy who controls mm-hmm. me and this and that. And Katerina's like, I can solve that. And she took away I her memories. And mm-hmm. quote unquote protected her and now controls her and gets to tell her what to do for the next 11 years, which includes, again, getting involved in a torture kidnap scheme. Yeah. That she's like, this sucks. Um, why does this <laughs> keep happening to me? <laughs> All of the bad people keep finding her. So, yeah. So she's in a very precarious state and just starting to figure out what life for her could be like if she wasn't constantly being controlled by other people. <laughs> 
Yeah. And yeah, we really absolutely. don't get that for her, even in this book, because she doesn't no. get free because Fergus isn't dead until the very end. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping in the next two books, we get little glimpses of her and Liam being like just blissfully happy. <laughs> yeah, just recovering. So, you know, and, and I he could give that to her, but like... Take a just trip. Not, yeah, not t- <laughs> I was just saying, not tied to anybody. Go just be you two. Mara is going to be fine. Kate's going to take care of her. I mean, they're going to have to figure out the whole rest of the elemental things, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know she's going to stick around. They're going to stay and and fight the next two battles, too. But still, I really need the two of them to have some space and some time. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, this this entire, it was hard because not only was, like, it was just Liam at first that was just hers. And and Mara was sort of on her side a little bit, like, at least telling Kate to back off and not be such a dick to her. But it was just Mar- like it was just Mara and and Liam. Everybody else in this entire book hated hated her. Caitlin. They were out to get her. <laughs> yeah, even when she landed in Ireland, all of the wolves were like, "Oh, we've already heard about Caitlin. Yes! You ran around with yeah. Fergus. You're on his side. You help torture and kill people." Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I mean, true." Imagine, imagine being in that situation where you're like, "Dude, I don't even know myself. I didn't get to. Re- I don't. I'm rediscovering who I am now." I realize I was a bad person. That's what I'm finding out here. But even wasn't. She was just a manipulated, controlled, abused person. She was an abused victim. Yes. She's a a victim. And of Katerina. She was under her thrall, who was also a bad person. So give her a break. (laughs) I felt so bad for her. (laughs) So bad. And she had to keep apologizing to everyone for Mm -hmm. everything. And I was like, this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some. But she did have have that love and that affection through Liam and you know at first he was a little bit hesitant but of course you know my dick's always gonna throb around the one that I love so (laughs) they do have the sex and they have plenty of it well yes they do (laughs) I mean you say plenty I say they had like snatches of sex in little I guess that moments yeah little increments <laughs> of sex. we don't get the full-blown like like you know I mean the whole thing takes place in like two or three days and yeah it requires them like flying to Ireland <laughs> and fighting a bunch of people they don't get a lot of sex <laughs> they get a little sex <laughs> they got in an eight-hour book they got how many scenes was there three I thought there was more I felt like there were maybe they were just like sort of intimate scenes because it was there was the first one mm-hmm um, and then there was the very last one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, I'm not doing a good job with and remembering. And there was the one in Ireland. Maybe there was one more in the house before they went to Ireland. I think there was. I think there was. Okay. But they were, that's what I'm saying. Like, they were just like snippets. There were, yeah. Of little romantic scenes that were in there. Which is kind of hard to read for somebody that has been through so much trauma in her life. I don't know. Yeah. I liked those scenes, but it was hard for me to get through them because while those were being expressed with love and gentleness from from Liam and from her like trying to rediscover herself, I couldn't help the fact that she was just depressed this entire time. <laughs> know, you know what I mean? I like and that's not it's not a remedy for it. It's not. And... I think it is definitely a way to help cope and learn and 
get better from it, but I don't know. Well, and find just, a different way of connecting. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was, t- and, and so much of it was done in like stolen moments because they, yeah, like I said, yeah. they never got a chance to like, they couldn't even just go spend a night alone together. Just like even themselves. in Seattle, they were in the pack house. And yeah, he mm-hmm. had his own space, but it's a fucking pack house full of wolves. That can smell things. And hear Everything. things. And hear things. <laughs> and then in Ireland, they had a suite in a hotel that it's his family's hotel. Because of mm-hmm. course, everybody's always a rich wolves. Yes. <laughs> of um, course. And like Peter was there and like, and then Mara and Cade were there. And then, you know, people were always around. And I was just like, I need these two to get some time alone. <laughs> like yeah. real, true, honest alone time. And not with anybody waiting for them. Because like the one, t- their first sex, they go, they're in a hotel room. Because she's run away. She's trying to leave again. She does this a lot. Yeah. She's she's always like, okay, it's better if I just leave mm-hmm. and get away. And then she was honestly thinking about trying to off herself before Fergus got control of her again. And she was like, I yeah. gotta, I gotta succeed this time. And Cade found her and, you know, stopped her, obviously. But they, not Cade, Liam. Liam found and stopped <laughs> her. And, like, but he's like, everybody's waiting for us at the pack house. They want to talk to you. But first, let's have sex in this hotel room <laughs> that I just found you in. <laughs> I, and, yes. And, it uh, like, of course I like the sex scenes. The sex scenes are, are, that's what we read these for, right? But. It's part of it, yep. It's a good chunk a, of it. That's true. It, uh, but in a situation like this where, maybe I'm thinking way too contextual, where I'm just like, the point of this story is she is trying to get away so that no one else can get hurt. So she's in this mindset, right? That she shouldn't be alive anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think the remedy is sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's what I, I'm having a hard I, time Okay, I'm going to argue why it is the remedy. Okay, okay. Because this is her man. It's really good sex. It gives you a reason to live. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, don't die yet. You get this forever. Sex. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> and especially for these two, because they've almost not had any sex for yes, 11 years true. since they met back in... Uh, Dublin. Right. Uh, exactly. Liam admits that a couple of times, like twice, he tried to get really drunk and take girls home from the bar. And he doesn't think that they actually even accomplished sex. Right. Because he was too drunk. And that was the only way he could, mm-hmm. do, he could do it. Because he's still in love with Caitlin. I mean, that was yeah. his mate. And his wolf was like, fuck all this. I don't want this. I don't want I don't anybody want else. I these girls. Yep. And Caitlin only like went on dates when Katerina made her because mm-hmm. she wanted like information out of men, but she never actually went home with them or did anything with them. Well, she right, was right. also not her own person for 11 years. She was yeah. <laughs> controlled by other people. So yeah, it doesn't, it mm-hmm. makes sense that she didn't run around having sex. But so, see, you had like 11 years of no sex. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I think you need to remember what true. sex is like. <laughs> yes, with the person that loves you. The most. Uh, and and she knows that because she feels that for him and she doesn't I don't know if there was ever a point in time where she never trusted Liam. Oh no. I th- she always trusted him. I think she was probably scared by how much she was drawn mm-hmm. to him cuz I mean, it did seem illogical she went back to the one place she probably shouldn't go because she had just been part of the group that tried to hurt them all. Right. And instead of just running right. away, she got drugged back there because her own 
emotions and, and, and heart was like, I have to see him again. I have. So yeah, I think that's the piece. It got it got discussed, but it didn't feel connected to her. But I, I'm trying to connect that. I'm trying to give her that tie. Like, yeah, I think she felt it, but I could never it didn't come through in the in the narration. Right. Not until the very, very that end. she was that physically drawn to to Liam that she couldn't just leave. Every time she tried, she ended up back see like stalking him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and it was easy enough for her to to run away. He wasn't enough to keep her there from all the situations where she's like, "I have to go." I don't know. Sorry, we keep trying to talk about sex, and then I keep going back to depression. I, and yeah, I, like, I was like, I, we, I got us back there, and you're like, but. <laughs> Let me just throw out one last really sad thing. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't separate it. It's, it's hard for me to do that. And so, yeah, now I don't know where to go from here because I keep changing it. Well, I think we should just do our kiss and tell because we're talking about the sex of the book and like. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good sex. It's both parties being very attentive mm-hmm. and in love with each other, like, in you know, giving with each yeah. other and like, you know, my turn and I'm going to start and this and that, you know, like all of that that we love in these books where they get really, really into it, especially guys in these books where they're just like, I am going to give you orgasms first. And you're like, that's all the time. Lovely. <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> but as we alluded to, they always are like stolen moments that these two are like, hey, we got to be somewhere, but quick, let's go have sex. Or, you know, like, <laughs> okay, everybody's meeting here in like 50 minutes, but we can probably we have sex time. before they get here, <laughs> before their plane lands. <laughs> so kind of those stolen moments. Um, and if there's anything in our stories that we want to tell or talk about when we've had to like steal little sexy moments yeah if we know that people are waiting for us or if we're already hiding in a bathroom and <laughs> just figuring out hey you know yeah we're there let's just do this mm-hmm. real quick and go back to the party sure why not <laughs> everybody knows what story i'm talking about and this is uh, uh halloween a couple of years ago at emily's sex house emily's sex house so and it was like one of the rare times that I drink because mm. I was definitely drunk in that situation or buzzed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My face is red and my ears were hot. So <laughs> I'm going to go with I was drunk. And um, yeah, you know, you know, Dan was I don't even remember what costumes we had. I don't know how easily access because I feel like all of my costumes are just onesies. Right. Cause so much of your costumes are. Yeah. They're basically they're just, pajamas. It's just pajamas. What? So which what which Halloween was, was it? I don't remember. Hmm. Actually, it might have been when I was the Cheshire Cat. Okay. And you were Alice. And I was Alice and we made Emily be the Mad Hatter. Yes. I think it was that okay, one. Okay. That one makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck Dan was. He was a... He always like is a zombie or bald-headed man or something. <laughs> I just try to remember what he was that was so easily accessible. Like, I don't know what I was even wearing. I might have been wearing a tutu to make it easy for him, but probably. I mean, you had cat ears. I did have pretty much all you. (laughs) That is all I wear: cat ears, (laughs) one season cat ears, guys. It's not that that I'm naked. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those, those were one of the ones. And, and another story that I told before on the podcast was when Dan and I were walking through our new build in GVR and we were in the master bedroom, had a quickie in there while there was a family was literally walking around the house, looking at the house (laughs) that was being built. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's so funny. Well, mine was also at a party. Mine was at my golden birthday party. Oh, yes. When I turned 27. So it was at my house. So this one's not Emily's sex house. Because this was before, <laughs> I think before anybody owned houses. Well, I mean, not you, because you always owned a house early. <laughs> before Emily. Yeah. And Got her house. It was, well, it was the house I was renting. Um, but yeah, I had a big golden birthday. Everything is all gold. I was wearing gold, drinking a lot of gold schlager, which really explains the story because outside of gold schlager, I don't behave this way. <laughs> so true. But like everybody was at the house. Like I had a lot of people over and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going in my bedroom with my then boyfriend and like, yep, real quick. Like no one will know. And I'm like, that's dumb. Everyone will know. <laughs> And you just disappear for like 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's not like the room's like upstairs or downstairs no. or it, it, it's, it's literally. They're across from the bathroom, that I, the only right bathroom there. in the house that everyone has to access <laughs> yes. if they want to use facilities and and, and right next to the, the dining room where all the food was set up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, right there. Yep. <laughs> sure. But you know, when you want some, you just have to take it. <laughs> you take it. You oh, take with it a willing partner it. who is a uh, consenting. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and all of these moments between Caitlin and Liam were yes, consensual. Yeah, of course. And willing and loving. And with, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. It's, I, I get it. I think it's... Yeah. And I wasn't even that young. Like, I look back and I'm like, that wasn't, you know, when I say my golden birthdays, because I didn't, you know, have one until I was, I was 27. So You're it 27. wasn't like I had the, you know, teenage... <laughs> excuse of like Mm -hmm. but even the party we're talking about for you that wasn't that long ago either no i was in my 30s yeah yeah no for sure there's (laughs) and what makes it funny is that did we really have to have those like those were stolen moments Mm -hmm. right but like we could have waited till we got home and it would have been way more comfortable and patrick wouldn't have walked in on us (laughs) um and it wouldn't have been like in a bathroom that's not a place you should I mean, unless it's in the shower, but shower sex is not cool. We don't like that anyway. <laughs> we don't like that. So, And that would have been weirder to do in the middle of a party. It would have. <laughs> Why are her dad and Selah taking a shower again in the middle of a party? Um, I probably could tell. I think at my party, I could probably tell that I wasn't going to be able to have sex later. <laughs> I was probably oh. like, I'm getting too drunk for this, so I'm gonna, ah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take advantage of this now. That makes sense. <laughs> and then probably pass out later. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened because I don't remember much of the rest of the evening. Because again, Goldschlager oh. was involved. Yes, because it was my golden birthday. <laughs> that's right. That's a good point. I think that that's completely valid. Yeah. And it was my fucking I mean, birthday, so I get to yeah, go have sex in my in my bedroom with my boyfriend if I want to on my birthday. And honestly, because I am the most oblivious person you know, I didn't notice. <laughs> but I'm sure everybody else did. <laughs> I'm sure some of the people did. I'm sure there are others that probably didn't, but there's definitely people who don't drink much who were probably yeah. at that party and like, okay. Uh, totally know what they're doing in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all in good Well, and fun. you come out like messed up. Like you don't look the same. Oh, yeah. Your clothes are all weird. Yeah. You're like, I put myself back together quite well. No, you fucking didn't. You never mm-hmm. do. <laughs> I think I think my I we I probably could have gotten away with it if Patrick didn't walk in. Oh, I don't think any of us would have known. No, because I think he went out and told everybody, which whatever, that's okay. I don't care. But of course, I was already any of us a fucking would tell. mess. We would always right, I mean, be like, hey, they're having sex. <laughs> right. <somewhere." laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Every, yeah, it doesn't matter. But like, I was already a mess. My all of my my Cheshire makeup was all like running down my face. Like I didn't look like the cat anymore. I looked like a zombie and just, you know, I was a fucking mess. So it wouldn't. I would have just looked normally disheveled from drinking. <laughs> yeah, no one would have known. <laughs> no one would have known. But also, I don't care that you guys know. No, that's part of having these kind of friends in your life. Yeah. If if your friends can't know that you had sex in a bathroom at a party, then yeah. are you really that good of friends? I mean, are you guys really that close? If you're too embarrassed to tell them. Exactly. Or to tell a podcast yeah. full of people who listen to it. <laughs> right. About exactly. it. Or to offer up your home to have <laughs> have a safe place to have random sex. <laughs> oh, poor Emily. <laughs> Poor Emily. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So those are... I would have to say my, my favorite, though, intimate scene that they had, like sex scene they had, was when she gave him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, did I do it right? And he was like, oh, um, yeah, uh, you did you did great. She's like, that was my first time. <laughs> I know. I know. That was so cute because, like, obviously we always love the... Because she did the whole, like, my turn... This time, yeah. no touching on your part, and like you know, where she kind of takes control mm-hmm. of the situation and like doesn't let him engage yeah. in anything until she's ready, which is always fun. And like, yeah, she she strips him down and sits him, you know, in a chair, grabs a pillow to kneel, and yeah. and then yeah, at the end, she's all like, "I've never done it before," and I was like, "Oh, bitch, that's how did you get it? How did you succeed?" <laughs> the very at that? first time, how do you? Know? I mean, granted, he hasn't had like he, he has hasn't not had, had one from sex. her before. In 11 sex. years, and he's been thinking about her for 11 years. So, and he's missed her so long. <laughs> I get it. I I can see how you could get, how he'd sure. be like, well, that is going to happen real fast. <laughs> but for some of us, doing it Ugh. and making it go into you know to completion, completion is not an easy thing. It's nigh on impossible. I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've accomplished it, and it's not a high number on my one hand. It's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, like three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, wait like do you ever that i've successfully yeah yes okay i don't really i feel like it's more than that i mean i will give them but i never I almost never get them off no i try okay. and then i give up because i get sure. tired well, i don't yeah, i have the not easy my mouth does do. not have the stamina for that <laughs> I have a very small mouth, a short tongue. Like I was tongue-tied as a child or as a baby. That's right, you were. So my tongue is you almost were. non-existent and I have the like shallowest gag reflex. Yes. Okay. Just all right. not built for that. No. Yeah, so no, it's it's very few. That's all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I've come to terms with I mean, with obviously, <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? You're going to ask something. Have I ever something? Oh, I guess I mean cuz we've talked a little bit about it, but because you don't really love receiving oral. I don't. I love that. And like when they put in so much effort and then I put in very little effort to give. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad. I mean, I put in effort. I do. But I just don't ha- like again, it's it's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm tired of this now. Yeah. No. And it's just like it's repeating the same action. And when you feel like it's not going to be successful. Like accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Then why? Let's. Okay, you can have the other part of me. There's other holes. Can we figure this <laughs> out a, some other? Let's one? go there. <laughs> that one's much more enjoyable. <laughs> At least my jaw doesn't get tired that way. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I usually go to like I have like lockjaw and then I'm like, all right, that's yeah, that's we're yeah. done. I don't 
I like doing it. I just am not yeah. good at it. So I only give it like a 80%. No, I... <laughs> No, I'm with you on that too. I like doing it as well. And not to say that I'm like, I don't think that I'm on on two hands either where I'm just like, I can count. I think I'm, I would have thought it was more than three for you. It's me. It's probably like double that, which is not a lot mm-hmm. either. But I just thought, like, I don't know. I feel like I would give up on it a lot sooner just because I'm really not a physical person. Like I'm just so lazy with everything I do. So, and then it goes to blowjobs. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, there'll be times every once in a while where I'm just like, okay, I, I, that was a good one, you know, but it's very rare. It's super rare. I th- literally, no, I'm pretty sure it was three times. Okay. And they have each been with a different person and not any of them that I've dated recently. Okay. All right. I, yeah, I've tried. I'm not, I'm just like. You just, and all you got to do is try. And I I say that. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Give it a good shot. Uh, but also, because in the book, he's a wolf, he yeah. immediately, like he, he does, he, he, he comes, uh, you know, once she's giving him a, a blowjob, but then they immediately get to have sex like two yes. more times because yes. he's got supernatural stamina supernatural. and recovery period. <laughs> so, you know, yep. I'm always a little bit like, if I go all the way, then I don't get sex. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta weigh your options, right? Yeah. You have to. You're like, do I mean, do we both do this, or is it just you? What's happening here, right? <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> and see quality, <laughs> quality in the bedroom. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, do you have a um, fun fuck fact? For us? I have an article that is not super fun, but I think a little okay. bit relevant to the book, and I think it's a good article to post as something to. Just give people like a, a resource and also to a place to like read. But it's uh it's a from bustle.com and it's seven signs your partner is trying to control your thoughts and behaviors. And now I don't know, that's not a super fun article, but I think with this book and the way that Fergus in the beginning really controlled uh, Caitlin and then even I know they weren't partner partners, but the way Katrin, uh, Katarina did it so I don't know I was like what the hell was her name but so like this just has a couple of like red flags basically to look for and if you're feeling like you're not being listened to or Mm -hmm. you know gaslight like all those topics but so you know if they snap at you for having different opinions they emotionally invalidate you it's like oh you know you're being too sensitive Mm -hmm. don't be dramatic those kind of things gives you certain looks and you stop talking. So like you can tell that they want you to be quiet by the way that like the nonverbal cues that they give you. That's yeah. like not a great sign. Criticize your friends, constantly correct or one up you, expect you to know what they want. If you knew me or yep. you'd love me, you'd, you'd know what I want. Uh, and then they blame you for things that have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So those are bad things. And you uh, might want to evaluate any relationship that has that. So yeah. try to, yeah. you know, be safe out there, guys. And if you're in a bad situation, try to get yourself out. And there are helplines for, you know, domestic violence and stuff that if you need to talk to people, that's uh, that's a good place to go. Either the website or phone, phone number, number, which is in this article. So. Yeah. You know, just because somebody, Caitlin needed help. Someone needed to yeah. hopefully get to her before that Fergus guy. 
and yeah help her out definitely so yeah so yeah this was a a difficult book it was definitely it's lots of topics we have a tendency to skew a little bit more lighthearted than this book is yeah we do we're softer yeah we're we want a little bit of less you know a little more sun in our in our romances I think I also think over time my tastes have changed I feel like I think the world's kind of a dark and heavy place so I like Mm. to read a lot of lighter stuff (laughs) right I mean it's almost like the opposite of how we started this we're like we need to go into a different world because it's an escapism into something extra you know to paranormal yeah so (laughs) but now like it has to be kind of a fuzzy escape and yeah No, it has to be different. Yeah, because our reality is sans vampires and werewolves. It's very similar to. <laughs> so, yeah, the but this, you know, it is a good book. I still really like it. And I'm very interested in the next two books to finish out the series. Yeah. Um, because I think that I mean, we've already met the characters that are going to have those books. And mm-hmm. so they're already part of the story. So to see them get the next piece of their story and find out what that is. I'm hoping this one's the most traumatic of the books. Yeah, and um, I think that hopefully the next ones have a little less trauma and a little less uh, like 15 years of abuse yeah. <laughs> to overcome. Because right. that's a hard one. It's a hard one. That's a hard one to overcome. So it was a little it was challenging to read. And yeah, just not as not as light and fluffy as some of the ones we've read lately. So give everybody a heads yeah, I up think on that. Farron's book is probably going to be, I think, a little bit darker, but we don't know about Peter's book because Farron was captured too. She was. So, she was. And imprisoned. And so yes. I think that one's going to be hard to uh, navigate. But hopefully Peter's isn't as... Well, Bad. he's pretty messed up mentally, so I don't know. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> And his is going to be bad too. So, or not bad, but like yeah. his situation of overcoming that. Yeah, he doesn't his, his problem feel whole is, and and sense yeah. the fire because he got really burned in the fire. So he's right. pretty damaged from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got. All right. Well, we've got to look forward to it. Expect them in the future, but uh, like expect them spread out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been since book eighty or episode eighty nine that we did the last one. So obviously, we're yeah. not rushing through these but we'll get to them at some point we'll get to them yeah for sure um so but yeah i think it's um i i i'm gonna give it like a seven because Mm -hmm. it was harder to read i would have liked more sex to make softer rounder like and more like chance for the two of them to really connect i struggled to see the love between the two of them like i knew that Mm -hmm. they loved each other kept saying it but i struggled to see like it in action because they never got a chance to just be together and express that yeah everything was in peril all the time It was. It was the entire book. And she was so keen to help everyone else around her, too. So she was like, if she wasn't trying to save, you know, Mara or like come up with a solution for her magic issues and then still talking about potentially wanting to save Fergus and this and like she just was, you know, Caitlin was really trying to take care of everyone around Mm -hmm. her and make every like she needed to take a little bit more care for herself, I think. And she kept putting that off. It was yeah. hard to read. And she needed to do that first and foremost before she needed to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So that was that was definitely difficult. I think Seven is a good answer for that. I think especially after knowing the story of Mara and Cade and how much they got to grow 
and developed their relationship, just the two of them in the very beginning. Like, it was literally just her sleeping in a bed with the feral dog that she found slash inside wolf. of her car. Yeah. Slash wolf, you know? <laughs> you know, so we got to experience that. But but I do think that Seven is, is good for that. And um, I really do wish that she had some more time to herself, too. And just really, well, the two of them, but also with just Mar- or um, Caitlin herself. Mm-hmm to heal and recover because she, even though she was getting to remember herself and get to know herself again, she wasn't he- getting a chance to heal from that. She still felt obligated to save others. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's her character. That's how, Yeah, that was who she wanted. She was, she just needed to make sure other people were okay. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. In the end, they're together. They confess their love. They become faded mates and they're going to keep growing and, and figure things out. But like you said, I hope they do go on a vacation. <laughs> vacation i need to go to mexico appropriately now just like a novella of them yeah Yeah. on a beach enjoying each other (laughs) let's do that give it to they deserve it (laughs) all right okay so for our next book guys we are going to read the alpha by danica dark narrated by nicole pool this is book two of um, let's see. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Uh, Black Arrowhead is the series. Thank you. The Black Arrowhead series. We are highlighting Danica for Native American History Month. And we did the vow last year. And fucking, it was one of my top three. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved this book. And I actually think the third one in, in this series is out already. Um, so Not yet. Or not yet? Not quite? It, it comes out... In November, so after just after the episode, next episode comes out, it will come out. The third okay. book, yeah, awesome. It's called The Chosen, but we'll talk about that the next Chosen. next episode. Yeah, yes, we'll get into that. But uh, we both super fucking enjoyed the vow, so I'm excited. I to, am to very excited. This. If you guys remember that yeah. from episode um one twenty three when we read the vow, yeah, I freaking loved those characters, and we get to go back because you know they're all intertwined. You know, it's a a group of them so we'll see some of the same characters again we'll get a new story mm-hmm. but yeah i'm very excited to read the alpha next um, yeah so hopefully hopefully a little less trauma <laughs> yeah but yeah we'll we'll see you next time for that book um in the meantime we'd love to hear from you if you want to say anything about what we read or su- make suggestions or just c- get in touch you can find us on social media we are Shh dirty books on instagram and facebook or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe, that'd be amazing. And thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>